Hi guys, this is Aravind from Sportsian. Today on the second episode of Sportsian's Perspective, we are here to discuss about the world's largest team sport, that is football, and how did the game fare after the unprecedented break caused due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Once again, we have Vignesh with us today. So, hi Vignesh, how are you doing? Hey Aravind, how's it going? Yeah man, good. So, to start off with, uh, how relieved you were to see the live football action and uh, how was the viewing experience with the empty stadiums given? And uh, also there were a couple of changes in the regarding the game. For- yes, Arvind, the, the viewing experience was uh, you know pretty different because uh, I was really excited because I didn't have football for three months. And uh, generally my weekends is uh, you know devoted to foot- watching football. But uh, since uh, it was not there, it was really difficult for me to you know spend my weekends. Uh, but yeah, so when football returned, it was a big relief for me. The viewing experience was, uh, you know, not very different because I am anyways watching from my laptop only. It doesn't matter whether the crowd is there or not. Obviously, the intensity of the game without the crowd was significant. It was different because the players were not that much, uh, you know, uh, they didn't uh, give that much. When probably the crowd was there cheering on, they would have, you know, been much more uh, energetic. Uh, and, uh, you know, coming to the five substitutes rule, Yes, it, uh, it, does, it creates a big impact actually uh, because uh, previously in a match only three substitutes were allowed. Now because of the tight schedule, because uh, all the football leagues needed to close soon and for next season to start, so they had to compress the schedule. So to accommodate such a rigorous schedule, uh, the five substitute rule was uh, brought on. It obviously helped the teams which uh, had bigger squad size, which had more players to play. And uh, it was, you know, a, not a benefit for the others because a lot of players got injured in, uh, in this time. Okay, fine. So, as everyone knows, uh, Bundesliga was the first major league in Europe to start resume the action back. And it was the same old scene there with Bayern Munich claiming the eighth successive title in a row and marking their overall 30th overall league victory. So, your comments on it? Uh, Arvind, uh, Bundesliga is like the hostel mess food here. Uh, you know, when there is nothing, you go for it. So, obviously, at that time, uh, it, Bundesliga was the first to resume football. So, uh, I did watch a few matches. It was not very exciting for me. Of course, I did watch uh, Bayern Munich versus Borussia Dortmund, which was supposed to be season-defining, but uh, the season was defined already. And yeah, it was a straightforward win for Bayern Munich. Despite, you know, uh, Dortmund having a pretty good players like Erling Haaland, who was the first to score a goal after... Uh, the lockdown, but they did not pose any threat and uh, Bernich basically strolled their way to the title. Okay, I can agree on that uh, mess food part to a certain extent. So, moving a little to the north, we arrive at the United Kingdom and uh, as a neutral fan, it was very heartwarming to see the Liverpool team emerge victorious after a long period, that is I think around 30 years, they finally had their hands on the trophy and one has to say that it was a very agonizing wait for Liverpool, both the fans and the players as well, because they were so doing well in the league before this pandemic break. And uh, I think it was a very well-deserved victory for Urban Klopp, coming on the back of Champions League trophy victory last year. So, we views on it. Uh, Arvind, I hope that you don't have any Liverpool friends, because if you had, uh, then... Uh... You would not have visit, visited Facebook and any other social media for at least two days because they had kept on spamming the way they did. Of course, Liverpool got their first title in um, uh, 30 years. And uh, to be honest, yeah, they did deserve it. Jurgen Klopp uh, did a wonderful job. 
but you know it was pretty uh, i would say irritating you know uh, you have to go through this stuff it was not great uh, for me to see uh, our rival uh, uh, club celebrate when my own team did not uh, you know uh, perform that well uh, you know coming uh, uh, let let's see about my team later let's talk about local here yeah so of course it was heartwarming and they did carry the momentum like you said from the last year's champions league uh, victory so it was yeah uh, it was a good year for them okay and surprisingly manchester united performed very well after the pandemic break and they were able to seal a berth in the top 4 thereby securing a spot in the next year's champions league so were you too surprised vignesh uh i was not surprised actually uh, before the lockdown itself manchester united uh, got into good form uh, because of uh, bruno fernandes uh, they had got bruno fernandes in the january transfer and he has played an extremely extremely important role for them you know he has bolstered their attack and he has brought uh, the likes of paul pogba who did not play really well before uh, lockdown he has uh, supported uh, paul pogba superbly uh, and of course these two midfielders uh, fernandes with this uh, technical skills and pogba uh, with the strength they have assisted the forward strikers martial and uh, rashford and interestingly uh, anthony martial uh, became the first united player to score a hat trick in the premier league since 2014 that's been 6 years since uh, the last player robin van persie scored a hat trick for manchester united mm-hmm. and talking about facts arvind i have two interesting facts for you so the first one is uh, aston villa is the first team to score a goal on every day of the week from saturday to sunday uh this generally doesn't happen because uh, football most epl matches mostly happen during the weekends and maybe mondays it doesn't happen during other days of the week but like i said before because of the compressed schedule uh the matches were uh, uh, held on almost every day so uh, that gave uh, a chance for this record and aston villa became the first team to score on every single day of the week and second uh, coming to villian villian became the first player to score a goal on every single month of the year again this doesn't happen generally because uh, uh, football uh, epl starts in the month of august and ends on the month of may so basically june and july are holidays vacations for the players but obviously you know this year uh, uh, football uh, resumed on june and ended in july so villian became the first player to score a goal in every single month of the year well i could see see the chelsea fact coming from <coughs> long distance even before we start for this podcast with you being a hardcore chelsea fan so guys now we are going to observe a one minute silence for vignesh here and all the other chelsea fans out there because chelsea ended up losing the fa cup final against arsenal so i'm going to now for <coughs> give vignesh a few minutes to pour out his frustrations and i will be very glad to hear the more details arvind i don't think i need a minute of silence i guess uh... Uh, you know anthony taylor the referee deserves a minute of silence because uh, i'm sure he's going to be killed by the chelsea fans soon uh, it was a really a terrible performance from the referee that day of course uh, to be the blame game yeah uh, <laughs> uh, hear me out of course uh, you know arsenal did play better than us uh, they deserve yeah they deserve to win the title but of course uh, we were uh, ha- we had a big disadvantage because of three injuries we had that day like i said injuries happened because of the rigorous schedule and of course the referee was uh, really terrible so uh, that's all i can say about it and of course uh, we finished fourth arsenal finished eighth 
so i guess it's uh, even steven okay so going forward uh, what is your, what is your opinion on liverpool can they be still being a dominant force because with the fa cup victory michael ateta beginning a new era at the emirates and manchester united are gaining momentum after the pandemic break so will the liverpool find it easy to regain the trophy or will it be a tough for them moving forward definitely going to be a tougher win because this year manchester city was not at its best uh, you know they had lost uh, one of their uh, central defenders for most of the season uh, due to injury uh, and apart from that we can see that manchester united and chelsea have both uh, you know bolstered their squads they are looking much better and uh, both of them i think uh, both the teams got more points than liverpool uh, after the lockdown uh, and of course arsenal bet liverpool and arsenal won the fa cup as well so they are having a you know uh, of course the squad is not up to liverpool's level but uh, definitely with uh, michael arteta he is going to bring them there uh, maybe in another year or two so going to be challenging for liverpool maybe they might even win next year but uh, two years down the line it's going to be uh, you know uh, neck and neck okay fine so now shifting bases to spain actually real madrid were uh, some points behind barca before this pandemic break but once again zidane uh, and zidane magic worked at worked wonders for real madrid and uh, they they clinched the trophy after a period of 3 years so do you think barca could have put a better fight uh they should have ideally because uh, barca was uh, two points ahead of real madrid going into the lockdown and then after that uh, real madrid played 11 games won 10 of them and uh, drew the last one but anyways the they had won the title before that itself uh Barca was really disappointing. I think apart from uh, you know few players, uh, none of them you know played to the level of expectations which the people had. And uh, the coach as well is come under a lot of criticism for not uh, bringing the best out of everybody. So yeah, it's been pretty disappointing to be a Barca fan. But uh, being a Real Madrid fan, it's going to be very exciting because uh, they are going into tremendous form. Uh, into the Champions League, which is going to uh, resume this. Okay, fine. So, so now moving to the Italian country, Serie A, and even as uh, we are at the top of the points table, and they were very, they were pretty much almost near the clinching the trophy, but they very took a hard route to claim the title, the victory. So, your thoughts on it? uh i think that juventus is uh, just like bayern munich in germany juventus is a dominant force in italy but this year it was uh, pretty close i won't say it was very close because juventus won the title with two games to spare but of course uh, at the end if you see juventus lost their last two games and uh, they uh, uh, they are just separated by one point uh, from the second place uh, inter milan Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean Juventus has a much better squad. Their uh, attack is very strong with the Dybala and Cristiano Ronaldo, and their defense is very seasoned as well. Uh, so uh, it was, you know, it's not much to worry about for Juventus, but of course uh, they need to, you know, keep their head into the game and uh, make sure that they don't, uh, you know, lose any grip. And uh, coming to uh, another team, Atlanta. Atlanta have scored the most number of goals in Serie A with 98 goals. and have a positive goal difference of plus 50 uh, of course they are also in the champions league uh, they have a 2-1 advantage over uh, paris saint germain uh, so let's see how that goes okay so so coming to the last topic on the list for today the uefa champions league has is set to resume this week 
So the UEFA has decided to do away with the home and the away legs, introducing the knockout formats because of this pandemic and all the stuff going on around. So whom do you fancy to win the Champions League this year and uh, how the change would impact on the teams moving forward? Yeah, Arvind, it's uh, pretty difficult to predict because uh, almost all the teams who are uh, in the Champions League uh, are in really good form. So, if you see Bayern Munich, uh, they have uh, you know easily clinched the title. Uh, if you see Juventus, they have also won the title in their country. Real Madrid has won. Real Madrid has basically won 10 out of their last 11 games and drawn one. So, they're in impeccable form. Manchester City as well, despite not being traditionally really good at Champions League, they still have a really good squad. And of course, uh, Atletico Madrid, who uh, defeated Liverpool, who are the holders, they're also in good form. They have a really good defence. And you know, it's uh, like you said, there's a change in format. Uh, instead of two legs, it's just, just going to be one leg. So, a lot of uh, it depends on luck also. You may be a really consistent team, but it depends on the day how much uh, you know you perform. So, going to be really interesting. Of course, Barcelona is still not out of it. Uh, PSG is there, of course, uh, Kylian Mbappe has been injured, so I don't think he'll play against Atlanta. Uh, it's going to be a really interesting watch. Uh, I can't uh, wait for next week. So, next week is full of uh, Champions League matches, which uh, has not happened before. It's going to be exciting. It's happening in Portugal in a neutral venue, all the matches. Uh, yeah, that's a uh, first. So, yeah, uh, pretty excited and uh, let's see who gets it. So, what about your favourite team, Chelsea? What are the prospects of Chelsea winning the Champions League and being the crown the champions of Europe? Arvind, it's not fair for you to kick a person who's already down. Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't fancy Chelsea winning at, uh, winning against uh, Bayern Munich. You know, even if they win, right, maybe they will win 1-0 or 2-1, but it really doesn't matter because uh, we are trailing 3-0. And we need to win by a goal, uh, goal difference of three in the next game. And of course, with one of our best players, Pulisic and Aspilicueta being injured, I really don't see how uh, we are going to get past uh, Bayern Munich, especially at their home. So, I'm just going to watch the match for the fun of it. Or maybe I won't even watch, I'll watch another match. Because two matches are happening simultaneously. So, let's see. Okay. It was a very honest reply from you, but I didn't, I didn't see that coming. So, anyways, thanks for being a sport. Guys, that's it for the day, guys. I'm watching the space for more conversations, chatters, banters, jibes, and about your favorite sports. So until then, stay safe, take care. It is goodbye from Arvind and Viknesh.